0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang, and it is time now for the bigger picture. Ryan, over the past few months, we've been talking a lot about inflation and the Federal Reserve in particular and what they're doing in terms of dealing with interest rates and dealing with inflation. And we constantly come, you know, In contact with the question Are we going to have a recession or not? I find it impossible to answer And a lot of analysts have their own take on it What are you observing in this front? Yeah, and it really depends on who you are asking And the latest to say something Is the World Bank in its new report And it says the global economy may face a recession next year. And this is caused by an aggressive wave of policy tightening that we are, of course, right now seeing the Fed hiking rates Mm. and almost every other central bank just being pressured to keep in step. So that is what they are worried about, that Rolling back of monetary policy and fiscal support is going to hurt the economy to some extent. And overnight, we had a mixed bag of US data that did not give investors much comfort. So let's unpack it with Azim Sharif. He is a markets analyst at CMC Markets APAC and Canada. Morning, Azim. Good morning, how are you? Zim, great to have you on. Now let's talk about what we are seeing on the data front first. And overnight, we had a couple of things. US retail sales, um, not too bad. We had initial jobless claims, but then I expected import prices, a bit of a drop. All in, it's a very muddy picture. What do we take away from this? yeah so look I guess the retail sales
1: like you mentioned was uh, was about, it went up bit up about 0.3 percent in August uh, but that's after a 0.4 percent drop in July so overall people are still spending that's the that's the gist of the conversation people are still spending obviously if people are still spending inflation remains high because demand for those goods and products stay that's obviously not a good thing for the economy but also retail sales actually makes the largest component of GDP so yes in a sense that helps the us GDP even though we said it was in a technical recession but again it's very bad for inflation and and, uh, as you rightly said so you know the unemployment claims dropped as well and what that means is it's providing positive sentiment towards the labour market showing that the labour market is still very tight which you know which everyone is you know a lot of analysts and economists are basically saying is is primarily the main reason why they're not confirming whether the US is in a recession because the labour market's so tight and of course it's a very unique situation it's not you know your conventional recession where the labor market's pretty uh, the unemployment rate's very high etc so it's a funny mixed bag of lollies uh, as we'd like to say especially with the retail sales and, and the labor market at the moment
0: yeah Azim, how much does all this support the hawkish view by the Fed would they be I guess confident enough to hike even more yeah, absolutely,
1: and you know, as as you guys said, you know, the uh, the CPI number came out was still hotter than expected. Those are the those are the keywords a lot of uh, media are using. So uh, you know, core CPI increased um, even though the headline decreased. So inflation is still quite high. It's not reducing as drastically as we wanted. What that means is, and and retail sales is high. Yes, unemployment claims are low. So all the signs are, are still heading towards a very aggressive Fed. You know, and and uh, you know, we've got the FOMC meeting coming up uh, next week and that'll be a very key a talking point as well but yeah all signs are still leading towards aggressive rate hikes there's no particular sign that is suggesting uh, you know the, the Fed can take the foot off the pedal and and probably ease back down to 50 basis points if they really need to but again they're still going to maintain that hawkish stance uh, and then still continue their aggressive uh, rhetoric towards uh, rising
0: uh, rates Yeah, Azim, with those rising rates, we are seeing the US dollar strengthen. And conversely, we've got the policies in China going the other direction. And that is seeing the Chinese yuan weaken. In fact, we are looking at it past breaking past a key level right now, past seven. How much will a weak yuan hurt businesses in China? And I guess to a certain extent, the demand for commodities because it's priced in US dollars and Chinese companies will have to pay more. Exactly, and you know, it's not even
1: just the commodities. Um, It's also a lot of the debt that a lot of countries hold because USD is a global currency or the global currency reserve. A lot of debt is also USD denominated. So, a strong US dollar is never a good sign for anything, Mm. you know. But if we if we talk specifically in China, you know, like you guys said, it it did break that seven uh, psychological level overnight, Uh, and that's the first time since July 2020. Uh, It did reach about seven point one nine in August. 19, 2019 and July 2020, uh, which goes to show that you know we could potentially head there with that stronger USD strength, but you know. Again, a lot of the commodity, base metals, oil, et cetera, are pegged against the US dollar. So naturally, a stronger US dollar is uh, provides for a weak commodity price. And because China is still in their uh, zero COVID lockdown kind of sentiment or environment at the moment, uh, we're obviously taking a bit of a hit in the commodity space. Um, but, you know, rightfully so, you know, you said the China uh, uh, prime loan rate is reducing, right? Conversely, US are increasing. So that obviously widens the interest rate differentials now. What does that mean for investors? Is that obviously a wider interest rate differential? If the U.S. interest rate is a lot higher, people want to put more money into the U.S. because they're getting a better return on their investments. So what we're seeing is actually a lot of China uh, Chinese money outflow from China, which the Chinese economy and and uh, and the. Uh, the Chinese government don't particularly like so they want to retain as much money in the economy as they can but because the interest rates are a lot better in the US a lot of Chinese uh, investors want to dump their money into the US to gain a better return and that obviously boosts the US strength because there's more capital inflow into the uh, into the country and again that just reduces the the Yuan strength and that's why we saw uh, the USD see, h break the seven psychological level
0: yeah the usd is up nearly nine percent versus the chinese yuan so pretty much pressure for many asian currencies with the strengthening us dollar and talking about currencies azim we have our eye on ethereum as well we've just gone through a major software upgrade called the merge what do investors need (laughs) to know about this
1: yeah look the merge is actually a very interesting concept, especially for a lot of uh, investors that hold ethereum now to just break it in a in a very in a summarized nutshell i guess basically you know ethereum mining was a thing of the past that's what it is you know you have a, a farm of you know uh, computer a warehouse of computers basically mining for ethereum or conducting you know uh, power to uh, to transact in ethereum et etc what this merge has done is basically allow that computational power to reduce significantly by about 99 percent so you don't need as much power to process transactions in ethereum now what does this mean is that people that have ethereum they can invest or they can deposit it's like a security deposit when you go to a bank you know, collateral the more ethereum you put as collateral the more chance you have as of receiving ethereum as a yield so basically you get paid to process transactions as part of the ecosystem Right. So if you deposit a certain amount of Ethereum or you have a, a security deposit of a certain amount of Ethereum and, and the higher, the better it is for you, the chances are you'll get a transaction to process. And in return of you processing or verifying that transaction, you receive Ethereum. So it's a very Ethereum, again, focused um, mining operation. Now, why that's important is because, you know, before you had to use a lot of energy and a lot of power to receive Ethereum as a yield. Now, because that power usage is reduced, again 99%, the cost to actually receive Ethereum has significantly reduced, so therefore, people don't need to spend as much energy or cost um to you know produce it, uh, ethereum or at least receive it and what mm-hmm. what's what we're actually seeing is the cost or the price of ethereum against the u s dollar is actually reducing because people are saying look i'm i can receive ethereum for like you know, 99% less than what I had to pay before. So why do I need to, you know, still, you know, uh, pay oh, $1,500 or US dollars for it when I can sell it for 800 $700? i am still making a huge profit margin. So that's what we're going to see in the long term. We're going to see Ethereum prices drop because the cost or the profit margins are still very, very high because the cost to receive or, uh, or or to mine Ethereum per se uh, is a lot less. So again, 99% less. So that's what this merge does. And that's where this whole ESG play comes into play uh, because the energy costs to receive Ethereum or to mine Ethereum is a lot uh, significantly less than what it was before this particular merge so that's what it means for investors and especially those that are participating in this ethereum um, mining operation or, or you know transaction validation operation as well because they receive ethereum as a result of this service
0: yeah we'll have to see if the cleaner cryptocurrency will attract more adopters we we'll are chatting with azim sharif he is the markets analyst for cmc markets apac and canada azim thanks for your time this morning my pleasure thank you guys have a good one cheers